0: Jesus greetings, and welcome, to a bed, with Stan Episode 45 All right, let's do it. Welcome to the Paul Weller episode. I'm here with Steve. Hello Steve. Hello. That's confusing enough for you. I'm Steve on obviously and I'm here with John.
1: <laughs> Hello. You're in Mac, the, aren't you? the, the Mill Island band and the fabulous Steve Mahoney and the Milkshakes. Rag Rag, I can't believe it's true. Rag
0: Rag, what did you do? And Steve, you're in um, Sade's band, aren't you? You play bass with Sade. <laughs> Crickets. Uh, well, 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 yeah, um,
1: <laughs> I'm actually to be
2: honest. To be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of semi-retired from uh, music anyway, but I, I, I there's an album on Spotify under I the name Last Wilderness. So it's time to run rel-
0: we're gonna do same as the other episode which was neil young and we're gonna do paul weller he's done last time i did this wikipedia but i'm gonna try and do it for my head so he's done six jam albums five style council albums and 15 solo albums and we're gonna do the top eight and that's it paul weller will be in about 40 minutes in yeah um we got some american listeners you two are both from essex right mm-hmm. yeah yes so if you've yep. heard of the Essex Mail around the world, this is truly it. People think I'm from Essex as well, but I'm from Harrow, which people think's posh, but it's actually one of the biggest shitholes in London.
1: I thought right, you were so, from Pinner.
0: Nah, that's what I say. Well, that's where I live. Yeah. That's where Elton John's from. So that's like Hampstead, but like a sort of Brexit version. You know? Like I, an I know
1: I I know nothing of West London. So I don't even, I don't know where any of that is. Harrow, Pinner.
0: Culturally, there's loads of angry people on mini roundabouts, like, in their cars. Um,
2: is Heathrow? Mm. That kind of way?
1: harrow Harrow's no, it's between...
0: It's, yeah, it's between Wembley and Watford.
1: Yeah. No man's land between Wembley and Watford.
0: The reason I'm a Springsteen fan, I think, and my dad, is because I'm from the darkness on the edge of town. That's what yeah. I used to say to... The suburbs. Them people in america used to say like i'm like a new jersey guy from london so whatever that means like i'm blue well, it's like, or some shit
1: maybe that's why we like paul weller because he was uh yeah but, from yeah, the yeah, birds
2: kind of thing and actually me and john were, were really, we, were, we were in the sort of london borough of essex you know so like yeah. borderline london, which mm. was kind of the same you were, you were 20 30 minutes in, into the central london but yeah so it wasn't quite you know on a wasn't... helicopter
1: wasn't countryside yeah it comes under east london now doesn't it Rumford and yeah. that it? it's Havering, uh, london borough havering
2: uh,
1: get a fast train straight into london get out of there
0: which becomes a sick train when you get the last one because Vol-
1: yeah
0: my one's euston to milton keynes or something where you see women that are trying to be so like decadent six hours ago i've got like two whoppers and you know, anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly the same. Everyone's the same. It.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and people actually start talking to each other then just as they're blacking out.
1: Yeah, it's the worst. I coming last time I was coming back, I think, Spurs Champions League final. And I was sitting on my you know when you're sitting on your own and you're on the last training, you don't want to see anyone talk to you, they're my hat down and that. People just gone and just started talking at me. Yeah. Just like, oh, you just like oh, I just wanna I just wanna go to sleep be on my own don't talk to me I don't yeah I don't like talking to strangers
0: mm. I've always been a West End person anyway I think that's what Weller was doing as well right when he was growing up you just get the training because that's where the action and energy is and where you're from is basically yeah I, was,
1: I suppose as well he was West as well wasn't he Southwest well that's Welcome. sorry so it? He can... got... is that Southwest
0: yes yeah, where Prince Andrew went to Pizza Express when he was supposedly like someone or whatever so um yeah that's what it's most famous for now in the last couple of years. a <laughs> it like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't go into Epstein. <laughs> I've got a
1: joke on. about Epstein. I won't go into it. All right, should we do what, number 10? Manager?
0: Yeah, he's actually, uh, his, he was cremated or something around here. There's a synagogue. It's like five-minute walk from me. I've got my oh. mate's app. I should mention my mate, Worth's app, Singing Streets. If you're into music, check it out. I've showed you, and not I? It's amazing. Yeah, it's great, yeah. So location based, wherever you are, you fire it up and it goes, Oh, well, earlier I was somewhere and I showed it to my mate and it's Liam Gallagher lived there and uh, it, this is like Britpop Land here in it. So um yeah, so good at that.
1: Um, has he got has he got the location of Steve Marriott's death in Essex? We went there, didn't we, Steve? There's only like it's one first of time of <laughs> we, had nice, we had a nice
2: afternoon there.
1: Come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Looking at where Steve
0: Marriott died. Did you really? You went to? It's like a cottage or something, isn't it? Is it yeah, the like first village? time
1: uh, Victoria met Stephen Vanessa, we took her to see where Steve Marriott died.
2: That's right. And then she said, "Well, where, where did he die?" And we said, "Well, obviously
1: the house." Ah, went it's right, burned
2: down, so it's not even
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not there anymore? It's not even like a Nando's <laughs> it's or anything. Nothing there.
1: <laughs> exactly. she thought it was
0: around, didn't she? She does music.
1: Molly Marriott.
0: Is yeah. Yeah, she any good?
2: Yeah, I've seen a couple of bits actually on YouTube. I, I hate to like admit, to, I think she just does, like, generic soul. Yeah. Is that, is
1: that fair? I
0: don't know. Yeah. She's like Joss Stone without the legs or the voice.
1: Yeah. As long as she's not as pretentious as Joss Stone. Did Josh Stone ever have a hit? Or... Yeah. I, I,
0: the one thing that comes to mind now is I worked in a chip shop in New York with this guy called Kane, and he... um. He was Australian and he went out with her. So she, she came in the chip shop and he chatted her up and he actually, I don't know what exactly, I didn't know him that well, but that was the thing that had happened that week or something. A chip
1: shop in New York? Yeah, well, a fish like, and chip not, shop. Not like fish and chip shop? Yeah, called a salt <laughs> and, called a salt Was it battery. like, did they do it as like a British thing?
0: Yeah, it's a gimmick, yeah.
1: So, oh, you were bound to get a job there then. Steve, I bet that was
2: the easiest interview you've ever been in. You walked in, said, hi, I'm <laughs> after a job. Right, put the apron on
1: but I was bombing about oh. on a
0: moped delivering fish and chips, and um, oh. which was all right it's... in the summer. But when it got cold, you're, it's, you're fucked. And even in the summer, the wind was like a hairdryer, like when it's hot as fuck, when it's on the top thing. So,
1: How a, long were you in New York for, Steve?
0: It was three years total. But I was working oh. there like six months. Yeah, that was all right. But I didn't see Josh Stone, but there were lots of people like that coming in, like uh, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Mike Myers when I wasn't while I was out on the bike and it was like a no. celeb like British place where you get yeah. tea and cakes and shit like that well
1: because Sigourney Weaver's into the British thing and Mike Myers obviously his parents were Scottish I think
0: Scousers
1: Scousers Scousers that's it that's I it. thought
0: Sigourney Weaver was alright but I actually got a bit spicy with her I don't know why because she went my husband's Scottish, but he would never come in here, like a gimmick English place. And I went, well, my dad's Scottish, and I was getting a bit spicy. I was like, yeah. sounds a bit daft that you wouldn't come in.
1: Nah. Anyway,
0: I'll stop wasting time. Who wants to go nah, first? I quite interested. I know, I was just like bragging about my fucking chip shop life.
1: Um, <laughs> I never
0: worked, on, never worked on the fryer.
1: Right. Who's... as well?
0: No, I didn't. I've never... Do you know though? It's one of my favourite jobs, just delivering chips, just being a delivery guy.
1: Well, if you're in New York as well, it's better yeah. than doing it in London, isn't it? You're yeah, in if New was, York. Like, yeah, if but... I was
0: in Beirut though, on a That's... bike delivering curry, that wouldn't yeah. work. Yeah,
1: the Lebanon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: eight. Right, number eight, John. What you got?
1: I have gone for a jam album, one of three on my top eight, and this one's set in suns. It was going to be a concept album, wasn't it? About three brothers going off to war and they come back. But I just like the sentiment of, uh, you know, when you grow up and friends you had when you were younger, you no longer have them things in common anymore. So you've got that thing in uh, Thick As Thieves, Burning Sky, that sort of sentiment. I think, I think they're the only sort of... There's only about three songs that fit in that concept, and one of my favourite jam tracks Wasteland Mm. which is never mentioned, ever and then they just did Heatwave at the end shoved it on the end, Forget about the B-sides they used to do and standalone singles would it be When You're Young was it around that time?
0: I think there's a special edition of this which has Strange Town Strange Town is an amazing one I think that's one of the best jam songs in
2: have
1: only been here for three weeks now got to find and you got to walk and talk in four, four time. I love it. And you That's know, it.
0: he's 21.
1: Yeah. I yeah. couldn't even spell my
0: own name. Mental. At 21. At 21, I had a pint of nasty on my birthday, I remember, which is a pint of shots. That's the sort of it's thing I was doing at 21
1: girl on the phone, the leg the measurements and the size of my cock. Great. Nice. Name. And obviously, Eaton Rifles is on it. Uh, thick as Thieves.
2: These jam albums were like best part of 30 minutes. They were, they were yeah. quick. They were energetic. They told the like story. Like Beale's albums. They were yeah. done, you know, they were just like, and you can, they're just loads of energy. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people like In The City and Modern World as well, but for me, like, the jam sort of matured and... Show their worth you got all mod cons set in sun sound effects yeah them back price. to back within two two and a half years i think they yeah released. that was really strong
1: yeah it's quite nostalgic for me because when i was getting into music and probably yeah. the first band when i was a kid at school Mike ben from school his mum was really into the jam and i just had the greatest hit his, his, his mom and dad had all the vinyl they were of the age, they were, the, they were like 15 when the jam came out.
0: When I was 17 or 18, I was into the jam, but
1: just, what was it, 20 years too late? They definitely speak to sort of a teenager type yeah. thing. That's why I think a lot of jam, original jam fans can't get over them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember that I worked with a guy at about 15 or 16, work experience somewhere. I don't know, I can't remember who he was, but I did remember, saying Oh, that's what I was doing, yeah. It was work experience with my uncle when I flooded Eric Clapton's toilet. That's another story. Um, so he said, don't get too into Oasis. You weren't um, changing his
2: toilet seat, were you?
0: No, I was decorating. My uncle was a gold leaf decorator and Eric Clapton had a um, a house on um, Kensington Church Street and I was 15, so it's that time, you know when you get a week out of school to um,
1: yeah.
0: do something else? I I did that with my uncle and so this Irish guy told me to get the wallpaper off the wall of his toilet which was upstairs and then I got this sponge and I was putting it on the wall but I wasn't like squeezing the sponge so I basically nearly flooded the toilet and like uh, this Irish guy was like... (laughs) Just be honest. Now you fucking you dropped the bucket, didn't <laughs> you? And I, I was like, no, I don't. Know. I just don't know what I'm doing. And um, I nicked one. No, I didn't know like he was his...
1: working with Jerry Adams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, when are you going to join the IRA? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And um
0: what was funny though is that it was opposite a pub, and I think he'd just gone dry. You know, about three yeah. years earlier. And so I do remember that slightly. I had like a room full of guitars, and I wasn't playing guitar yet. I don't think you know when it's like 30 or 20 years ago it's very foggy but I do remember that I nicked one of his soaps and I had one of his soaps and someone I used to play cricket with broke it in half and all this stuff but (laughs) yeah I did paint Eric Clapton's house but when I was doing that some decorator bloke said don't get too into Oasis because I was too into the jam and then they broke up and I was very one track about it and I think a lot of jam fans were like football fans they weren't really because i still yeah, have mates yeah. from, from back in the day who are like that's a bit pretentious li- i remember when i was listening to the band actually i was listening to the weight and i gave it to a mate you know about 15 years ago when i was a bit muso in it and i was like no nah, it's just the next step what man. the
1: way the weight. yeah the i mean what yeah. what free free calls yeah well
0: no you <laughs> weren't a musician he was like you know how guys like that we grew up with or whatever, like you're an yeah. Oasis fan, you're a Stone yeah. Roses fan, it's like it the was, team you yeah. support. It's yeah very it's tribal M-
2: music can be very tribal when you grow up. Yeah. We've all been there. You wear the clothes, you mm. have the haircut. This is it's beyond just the music. It was like it's yeah. tribal yeah. they are everything to you. And yeah. you grow up with them and I guess you you assume that their journey is gonna carry on with you. So when when they say, No, actually we're we're done it's like what, what? What? What about me? Think about me. Yeah. You know, it feels yeah. like it's, it's your thing. Like, it's
0: going to be there forever. And then when it disappears, I, th- I think it's the gone. magic of that as well is that like you're the same age as the artist, or they're like five years older, mm. or six years older. So they're like an older brother. So Paul Weller, he was 21, and I think the fans were 18 or whatever.
1: Yeah, and you yeah. know
0: they haven't grown out of it, and it's almost a conservative mindset. And he's done a good job, Weller, because he's still yeah. trying to do all this mad stuff. And it was like, oh, the jam was better. I remember a Weller gig somewhere because I've seen it about 20 times. It's a very yeah, reliable yeah. gig, wasn't it? Back in the day. Yeah. I remember this guy next to me, just he was we were about 15 songs in. He played like his whole new album and then a couple of weird songs, album tracks, and he just went.
1: Tube station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, has he as he's never been to a well gig before? He's right? he pre- forty. He's then he's going to start playing dad in the tube stations, but got it. He wanted it so bad, though. It like, it's like proper gammon. Yeah, it's, you've got to be a bit more open-minded and like
0: he's not just playing going underground and fucking. Because you know all these people that do, do that, they can't sing them anymore. They have to change the key, and it's, if yeah. you have to do that, but... it kind of means you've got to move on a bit. You know what I mean? When he, me. he
1: does, when he does do jam songs, he does them in the same key. Yeah. But he, he just sings them a bit differently.
2: When he first started tapping into jam songs and a couple of style council songs during his life sets was really when it sort of sparked my interest more in jam and style council stuff, if, if I'm honest. Hearing him do songs like In The City and uh, Man In The Corner Shop and stuff, I like the way he was doing them live with his band, not now, but you know, 15 years ago, whenever it was, 20 years ago, that then mm. maybe listen to the album tracks. Even when he does a jam song now, it sounds like a Paul Weller song.
1: I mean, I love Town Called Malice, but if I never heard it again, I wouldn't be sad. <laughs> well, it's
0: the last song usually, and it's like all these blokes throwing yeah. pints of piss in the air and like... It it's does. a party,
2: isn't it was, it? For people of our age, it was played at every indie disco. That's yeah. one of Weller's songs it's just like, it's out there for anyone. Yeah. Like, no one even, it's in the, it's there's, in the there's canon. There's a lot of people that listen to it don't even know who wrote it or who it's by. It's just like, it's massive pop song, isn't it? Steve, what's your number eight? I've gone
0: wild with it.
2: I mean, from a from a from a solo point of view, you know, some people say this is like a bit vanilla. It's a bit like this is everyone talks about this album, but um, you can't deny it. It's like when I'm listening to it, it was one that struck me when I first got into him at the time. And was going back to his albums, got them on CD, when it, whatever it was. You just couldn't deny the the tracklist. You open with Sunflower what a Tune. It's always been one of his live. You know, standout songs, it still sounds great live even now. Can You Heal Us, Holy Man, Wildwood, Pictures on the Wall, you know, The Weaver, Foot of the Mountain. And and, and the last track is Hung Up, which is like one of my favourite songs by...
1: Yeah.
2: And And yeah, it's just great. It's an album you can listen to from start to finish. Still sounds great. There's a dad it. And Great as songs. I say, it's got a couple of his, like, to me anyway, some of his, if we were doing, like, a top ten songs yeah. of his, you know, yeah. Sunflower and Hung Up on
0: the Yeah, own, me too. They're, those would two finish. would be on my top ten Weller songs, actually, yeah, yeah. as well.
2: feature on the album so it's so it's yeah it's, it's up there it's not it's not as low
0: not, not that low down number 8 but yes, yeah, strong up. yeah I mean it's a reality check for me I've moved this up I have got it in my top 10 and I moved it up my eight's Wake Up The Nation
1: Yeah,
0: Wake no. Up The Nation is the metallic Simon Dine album after 22 Dreams lots of Weird tangents, kind of a almost yeah. like a jam album in the modern era. Trees yeah. trees as
2: well, like trees. a four minute
0: four minute opera going on there in trees. Yeah. You know, just like very interesting trees, yeah. Uh, very original and very brave to do that.
2: It's a blend it's it's like the uppers and the downers that are. Up. It's yeah, it's got lots of it's got lots of energy and aggression, but then you've got a lot of come down where there's some really chilled chilled out mm. bits
0: as well. I'm not sure yes. about the cover. That's a bit No nah.
1: Nah, Pants.
0: Didn't, didn't bother with that, the cover because nah. you know some you of his have covers a Stanley cover. Road, yeah, he's got some awful covers and this is one of them probably. But it's almost like it's a blurred cover and it almost to represent this is yeah. an album in a hurry yeah. and who gives a fuck type thing.
1: Seven. My number seven is Heliocentric. The the believer, it's
0: a so people think this is shit, but it's not.
1: No, I think it's a great record. I think there's not a duff track on it.
0: Now, in the last podcast, we talked about the Neil Young album, right? And it's got the, the debut, and it's all overdubs. And I remember hearing about this album that it took nine months to make. And so I don't think Weller enjoyed it, but it's got some really good songs. And I like the yeah. orchestra.
1: Uh, and Robert Kirby did the string, yeah. who was the string arranger for Nick Drake. Yeah. I love Sweet Pea. I think that's a great... You know like when people write songs for their kids or something... You can mm. go, oh, it's a bit sacred. I just think it's a great pop tune. Dust on Rocks, I love. One of my favourite Weller songs.
0: Good album. Loveless is Yeah,
1: good. Yeah, I think that's quite like his Dennis Wilson type love song. Is this
0: song. the most underrated Paul Weller solo album?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I love it. I, I maybe think so too. I like the, I like the sound of it. It's I in, in my honourable mentions, it's
0: not in my top.
2: That's a good call though, Steve. I think if if people are reeling off their, their favourite Weller albums or whether it be critically acclaimed or just fans' favourites, this one hardly gets a mention yet. It's fucking strong. I mean, it's my number seven as well, John. So, I'll, yeah. That is it? Pace. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah let's, it.
0: You better talk about I'll, it then. I'll remember, copy,
2: and I'll, paste, I'll... copy and paste what you just said. Yeah. So, no, it's just, what? to me, like, um, it doesn't go full dark, but it does touch on that dark side of well.
1: But I think that shows how insecure he is and how Mm -hmm. he's always writing songs like that, like uh, All the Pictures on the Wall, Has Mm -hmm. My Fire Really Gone Out,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Time Passes, uh, Porcelain Gods. It's all that sort of self-doubt, all of it. All All the best musicians have got
0: it, all the best artists have got
1: that. Even Changing Man's about that. Yeah. Of
2: course, yeah. This to me felt like an album where sort of a good two thirds of it tap into that.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. well, but, this but, is a hungover period, isn't it? 2000, the 90s yeah. are over.
2: I could argue that a lot of artists would get, would, had, had, you know, had similar albums in a way. You know, look at the, the front cover as well. You know, black and white, just him on his own. Yeah. It's, it's
0: another dodgy cover, isn't it? Just him.
2: A little just, bit. Yeah, I suppose you could, yeah. you could put a little koala under his arm there and it'd be a bit cheesy, yeah. wouldn't
0: it? <laughs> So my seven is True Meanings.
2: Yep. This is so. This is Paul Weller to me. Throughout, you know, what we're we're saying that he's had what 26 albums in in all three of his um, personas, as it were. Uh, Yeah, he's had 15 Um, solo
0: albums, and this True Meanings is the 14th.
2: Yeah. But including the other two, about, oh, we're talking 26, 27 albums, aren't
0: we? Yeah, we're up there. And it's, it's amazing writing. And, and to me, music.
2: this is probably his most introspective, stripped down, as close to what you'll get to, like, Weller just sitting there with an acoustic guitar telling yeah. you what's on his mind kind of thing. It's just, yeah, it's a, be- it's a beautiful album. But really what it is, is it's Weller hitting 60 years old, becoming a father again. Sort of reflecting on how comfortable and peaceful his life is, and content his life is, hitting sixty, mm. and deciding to sort of channel that through a very stripped back, folky, raw album. You know, I think there's a song about David Bowie on there somewhere because um, he just passed, you know, within the
1: year of, of when he was writing. It, it was a late convert to Bowie, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, it, me too. It, it in to that, I'm not converted home. yet. Yeah, No but Weller was like he used to say like even in the early 2000s that oh yeah Bowie's well overrated then he really got into it. Yeah. But I I think, I think Bowie's got a couple of tunes. I don't think he's like the god. No. I I
2: appreciate that he like reinvented himself every couple of years but people yeah. like his biggest fans are very easy to forget some of the shit that he put out.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I don't think Weller's ever had a yeah, this, fellow, exactly. fellow
2: this is what we were saying. Well, it's well, better like, well, Bowie. Into, well, yeah. can tap into <laughs> yeah. genres, but you know what? Still has. Are we
1: allowed to put it out on a podcast? Well, yeah, I just Bell. did.
0: I think Bowie's overrated, and I think millennials have, have latched on to Bowie in a fashion <laughs> yeah. way. Yes, I think Bowie died. is the new Ramones t shirt. I think, I think so. yeah, yeah, yeah right. Bowie said everything fuck yeah. off. I think we can yeah.
1: all agree with that. Tim yeah. tin Machine, you little wonder, you yeah. little wonder.
2: Weller gets compared to Bowie in a way in that you don't know what he might be tapping into on the next album. But Weller still has, there's a benchmark that he will never lower. And I, I get the impression that Bowie was like, well, that, everyone likes that at the moment, so let's give it a go. And
0: mm. But, you know, I think Bowie has some fans, people like Danny Baker, who... At the right time for them, when they were fifteen, Bowie was the guy. So yeah. you know how. Uh, like what's a... my dad got to do with
1: it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, brother. No, my, da- my, my dad is actually called Danny Baker. And while we're here,
0: <laughs> Paul Weller is actually called John Weller,
1: isn't he? That's yeah, no yeah. John Paul I Weller.
0: Get in this podcast, his name is John Weller, and he's you know. Yeah. Is he? So... I... I didn't know that. Yeah, it's John Paul Weller. There yeah. you go. And if you learn anything from this podcast, that's it. I like uh, the way Bowie lived his later years in that he didn't yeah. go to parties and did press events Yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. I know. I, made... I think
1: he's a dude. I think he's a total yeah. dude.
0: I think he's cool but not, as fuck. I'm not, into, I'm not a fan. I, I don't dislike him. Paul Wellers just texts me. He's in traffic. He'll be here in 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so grab another drink and let's hear John's number six. Six.
1: My number six is 22 Dreams. <laughs> Why is that yeah. then, Don? Because, I mean, it was like, shit. <laughs> it was quite, it, do you?
0: No, no, no. In fact, it's like, nearly my number one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought it was Rebirth. Mm. Since heliocentric, it felt like it was still doing the 90s thing. Mm. It's just got everything on it. Apart from Chicago House, it's got like every sort of genre you can think of and every influence that it's had it's got proper freeform jazz that song for uh, alice yeah.
0: yeah yeah alice coltrane
1: brilliant <laughs> and it runs as a proper album
0: yeah
1: it's, like, I mean, you could, it's one of them albums i can put on and just leave it on yeah, so you have so to,
2: John. In, in all, if you played this song on shuffle, it, it would make no sense. No, and it, the songs it, flow into one another as well. A lot of them it,
1: it is like a concept album. In yeah. the fact, that it feels like a fever dream. Empty ring is like Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, cold moments. I love. I think that was the last one he recorded with Steve White. Mm. Yeah. It's not quite. So a, Steve White must have funny. fucked that one up. Yeah, well, it's it's the first album we did without a core band as well. Probably should have put it up higher, but I've got more sentimental reasons for putting other albums higher.
2: What's weird is, so the period that I think I and also my contemporaries were, were first digging well up was around like the sort of period where actually solo albums were a bit, they were getting a bit muddy and a little bit, he, yeah. so, and that was actually the era when we were probably seeing him the most live, seeing him at festivals, and we yeah. were we were like, well, it was a big influence on us. So, yeah, to me, between Heliocentric and 2000, this came out in 2008, an eight year period that to me was probably, an eight. that was the eight years when I think he had the least ideas and was just sort of, that was uh, he was treading water for eight years. That's quite a period, yeah. But the this gigs album, were good, oh, great. the gigs were still good, yeah. The festival yeah. was good, yeah. And he had a great band, behind. you can't deny that he had a strong yeah. and he had the
1: songs behind.
0: anyway.
2: But a change, yeah. was, a change was needed, he made that change, and this album took me by surprise when it came out,
1: yeah.
0: Completely reinvent yourself, change your band. Massive. This is the album where I had a Weller encounter, actually. I no. was going out with I was going out with a girl who worked on Jules Holland and we went to a couple of episodes of later and it was in Shepherd's Bush, then now it's in like Maidstone or something. Mm. And um I've always had problems with my eyes and this was the period I was trying to wear contact lenses and I was in the middle of a song, you know how Jules Holland has uh, like some African band or a band from yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah, from
0: Fiji or something so yeah. in one of those ones I went in the bog and I had a piss and tried to sort out my contact lenses and I was fucking about my contact lenses and I heard the door get kicked open, like kick like a like a football fan or something like where his team was losing mm. and it was weller and I was just trying to sort my eyes out and he like gobbed in the cubicle and it was like, he was really yobbish and it's really weird. And like, yeah, I yeah. think he was still drinking. Yeah, he Despite was. Despite the yeah, fact that dead. he'd done a new album and turned 50, I think this is the end of him getting pissed. And... But yeah, I never spoke to him, A, because we're in the toilet and B, I was trying to sort out my contact lenses, but it was Weller and I've had other encounters <laughs> with Weller where Emily's seen him loads because he, he lives right. Yeah. And so yeah. she used to come out of to go to work and she'd walk and he'd always check her out. And like one time she looked back and he was still looking <laughs> like uh, hanging outside his mini.
2: <laughs>
0: but anyway, 22 Dreams is, um yeah, where I had a Weller encounter and uh, he was kind of, <laughs> the bogs were empty because the show was still going on, you know, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. If there was
2: ever like a divorce album from a jam fan, they would have yeah. waited for this, heard it and gone, Right, that's it. I'm
1: done with this guy. Um just one more thing, I'm glad he, I'm glad he kept uh Craddock on as well.
0: Yeah, I is mean that... I'd be a bit because he like he's a guy that fires people, right? And it's not like Neil Young or whatever, fuck it, this is where the music takes mm. me. But yeah, Steve White and Steve Craddock, I mean I can kind of understand Steve White, he's a bit too good, isn't he, sometimes. um, Yeah, he needs to go,
1: he need to go like, let's just take it right back to just somebody just Mm. smacking a snare.
0: It was never
2: about sacking him. They actually, Steve White suggested that he was ready to sort of do something else as well. Yeah. With Steve White. No, Steve
1: White seems like a top fellow. He probably Yeah, I think for what um, I gather,
2: Steve White was getting, he felt that tour, album, tour, album, tour, album was not quite suiting him because... People were always touting him as like the best drummer in the world and all this stuff. And actually, he was getting a lot of offers in to say, Well, do you want to do a tour of Australia to support this drum kit? Or he was getting lots of like, Oh, do you want to join this band? He was getting a lot of offers himself as a session musician. Yeah. Yeah, But don't forget, he played with Paul Weller since he was a teenager.
1: Yeah. 17, wasn't it? 17 years old.
0: Yeah. But the gigs have not been the same since No Steve White, if you ask me.
1: It's all right uh, i yeah, but do you think that's because you 're a different person now and it's not going to be the i quite i i don't want to see the same gig every time i like the mountain no, seen weller uh, the last time I saw him was two thousand and ten Wake up the Nation, and I yeah. liked it because I stood at the back by the bar and just watched it instead of jumping around and going
2: yeah
1: and I loved it when
2: he had, he had a lineup for a few years that fitted completely right with the demographic of people and if, if you watch the, it's on YouTube now but if you had the DVD or you were there like John was at the Hyde Park gig it, usually when you see a solo artist you spend 80% of the time focusing the camera on, on the singer yeah. solo artist and, and not a lot of time on the rest but actually the, even the cameramen knew they were told by the director now this is a band
1: yeah that, that was one of my favourite gigs I've ever been yeah. to
0: it was a hot day wasn't it beautiful
1: yeah, that was. was so, I just left school. I was 17, coming up to my 18th birthday. That was. Steve Craddock was wearing a seven-piece suit.
0: It was about 90. <laughs> yeah. <degrees. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. The whole kid, fucking handkerchief. Yeah. He looked like Doctor Evil. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what number are we on? Six. Right, we're on
2: six. For, for six, I've gone for. Um, I've actually gone for his debut solo. So I've nice.
0: Yes. Love it.
2: If we're talking about Paul Weller sounding summer throughout his career, yeah, well, this is the hottest day of summer. Yeah, wonderful. Mm. Um, it, it fits in, to me, it was just like, if you were a fan of The Style Council, you'd still be happy with this as a solo album. It followed on nicely a couple of years after that. Um, it still taps into that sort of jazzy soul vibe, but perhaps... It's Sort of gives you an indication of where he's going to go next with Wildwood. Uh, just great songs, great feel. You know, you know, you talk about the fear of an album, but it's not always about the songs. It just, it just, sound, yeah, it sounds uplifting. It sounds positive. It sounds hmm. soulful. Um, just a nice album to listen to. The only thing I had against it, and still have against it when I listen to it, is the dynamic of it and the the mix of it. To me always sounds
0: I don't know it sounds a bit flat and a bit mono I think it was on a Japanese label and he wasn't yeah. he, he put his own
1: money into it And um... Pony Canyon yeah. so yeah, yeah this is like him coming out of uh, the soul cats have broken up he's in depression or whatever he's playing small little clubs he's playing uh, dingwalls to 500 people mm. with him and Steve Wyatt a bass player with the bass up on his face
0: and he was still only 30 wasn't he 30, yeah, maybe. and he does the
1: Paul Weller movement thing. That sounded a bit weak, but he was getting the fire back and playing the guitar. It's and crap it, time started... in music
0: history, 1991. Yeah,
1: yeah, 90. yeah. It's yeah. all like Jesus Jones and stuff, isn't it? This is when he's starting to listen to people with long hair. It's the bridge between the Style Council and Wildwood, isn't it?
0: Mm. My dad had this on a cassette or something, and I got what? into it. I love the song Cosmos. I think, and I yeah. love The Clouds. I think they're big songs.
1: Yeah, Clues, love I love. The clouds is a
2: wonderful song.
0: Good album. It's got a groove, but when I was comparing it earlier with Wildwood, it wasn't really as strong song wise, you know. No. It was kind yeah, of but more. It,
1: but you could tell he's getting his mojo back.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and to just go with that statement of like, Paul Weller album name Paul Weller you know mm, that's like yeah. again I keep talking about this reset button but like yeah. it does it, yeah. it does it so often and that is like the biggest reset when you should, yeah this, this already,
0: mirrors the 22 Dreams album yeah
2: yeah you've already and you've already been in the game for like 12 years anyway
0: but yeah.
2: you're like Paul Weller
0: bang mm. Down, Steve me. what you got number 6 my number 6 is Sound Effects the jam <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, so this, this, Ooh, is in yeah. My, this is high up for me.
0: It's hard to compare like a 60-year-old Weller and a 21-year-old, but I think this is good writing and a really good energy. This is one of the albums I've been like running to this summer. Great cover, I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah amazing cover. Start, that's entertainment. It's like an art rock album.
1: It's the best sounding jam album. It's got mm. arrangements. It, it's stuff like Start. What's mm. that about? That's about the Spanish Civil War. Like people don't like people don't listen to the lyrics or do you know what I mean? It's a number one single about the Spanish Civil War. I
0: didn't
1: even
2: know if that was mate. I didn't know that. Right. I didn't know. No, no, it
1: means. I thought it was about so, vacuum cleaners the, in the eighties. The 80s. Spanish Civil War. You had all these people from different countries to fight <laughs> against the fascists, right? And then you had. Uh, so if we can communicate for two minutes only, okay, that would be yeah, a start. Makes sense. Means if we, we can only, it's not important for me to know your name or not to I to know yours. It's genius. Wow. In that, when they're 22. Yeah. Mm. Didn't know that. that,
0: that oh. And yeah. Man in the Corner Shops on this and
1: Boy About Town. Yeah.
0: Boy so About yeah. Town.
1: But I'm different now. is one of my favourite songs ever.
2: So many strong songs, and massive songs. There's like <laughs> the sing alongs. They've got great lyrics. They sound good. Like, like Baker said, this is probably dynamically the best sounding jam album. And to me, this is their peak of their powers. I was listening to this yesterday. This is the album where you can see them leaning into the eighties, mm.
1: where the eighties yeah. were to be.
2: You know, when you've got Echo and the Bunnymen, The Cure,
0: George.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: They yeah. would have leaned if, if they'd stayed together and carried on down this route. They would have kept. They would have gone down that route.
0: This is around the time that Lennon died, wasn't it? So there's hints of the eighties. Right. So that sound effects. I don't know much about it, though. I don't listen to it as much as the Weller solo albums, but I, w- I no, look back at it and I, I was I did like, when I was young. On. Yeah, well, I used it's... to listen to the greatest hits of the jam, but you've got to give these jam albums credit. They're better, no, they're than, better than, than
1: the, the Uh There's stuff like uh, Jam Extras where you've got all the B-sides, like Liza Radley, one of their best songs. 5 I've gone for a, another jam album, and it's more of a sentimental choice, but... I think it's brilliant. All Mod Cons. One, two, three, four. Mm. And that, that's where I don't listen. I think the first album's good. I've listened to the second album, This Is The Modern World, maybe once. I, uh, it made me cringe a bit. But All Mod Cons, I think this is where he became a songwriter. Because he, yeah. he got told to scrap a whole album and he went off to a caravan in Selsbyville or wherever it is on the south coast and wrote this album. Again, not a stud track on there.
0: Yeah. What made? Why
1: did you say it's sentimental then? Because it was the first jam album I ever bought. Mm. I had the greatest hit. Well, my brother had the greatest hit. I got into that and then met like uh, one of my best friends and his mum, dad were into the, the Jam. We li- used to listen to these albums, and I thought oh, I've got to start buying the albums. So I got a bus into Romford, bought all my cons, put it on my disman. I was just. <laughs> <And> I mean, <laughs> it was, it was raining. It
0: skipped anyway. It was
1: raining and horrible had it, but like, clasped in my hand, so it didn't skip. Mm. Yeah, I just, I just thought it was a unbelievable album. I love the title track, all my cons, one minute 50. Uh, there's stuff, underrated stuff on there, like Fly. Obviously, you got English Rose, that has been a bit overdone now. Uh, I think Tube Station's on there.
0: Tube Station's the Although last I'll,
1: song. Yeah, I just think it's when he became Paul Weller, the artist, yeah. the songwriter. Yeah. 100%. You can see it so clearly in that mm. album, whereas before, he's a sort of Angry young punk, and he's the only one of any punk musician who's ever survived.
0: Yeah,
2: so five. I've got Wake Up the Nation for five. So,
1: um...
0: all right, my five is The Gift Uh, The Jam. So it's upbeat, continental, and eclectic. I've said it's the last jam album, isn't it? Ghosts. is in my top yeah. 10 Weller songs.
1: Yeah, unbelievable song.
0: Carnation and Town Call Malice. This is a great yeah. album. I think Weller himself thinks Sound Effects is the best jam what? album, but I like this one because it's upbeat. Uh,
1: the one reason I didn't put that in my top 10 was because of stuff like Circus and The Planner's Dream Goes Wrong. Mm. I just don't think it's as strong as Setting Suns or More Cons or Sound Effects. It has got some of my favourite, like running on the spot. Ghosts is yeah that vulnerable, as we'd say about well being vulnerable and self doubt. Four. Mine is heavy soul.
0: Nice. I'll beat
1: it. Angrier than the preceding two albums, Stanley Road* and *Wildwood*.
0: Yeah,
1: it's sort of like he's on the beat. If that sounds too pretentious. you know, it's yeah, a bit, it, f- he 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 a a bit album.
0: fried. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: his honey, or as you like to say, his honey-slides album. Is it hanging he's out? He's on drugs Hulk on Hager. this album. Yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. This
0: is the album where it's like, if
1: you don't like me, fuck off or something. On the yeah. on the line. Yeah, I love it. When, yeah, I love that spikiness, <laughs> but it's got the vulnerabilities we said before with. I should have been there to inspire you yeah stuff like up in Susie's room the only slight dud track maybe got Golden Sands with Jules Allen playing the well it's but it's like an update of Mustang Sally and I fucking ha- hate Mustang Sally mm. but it's uh, hard to follow a Stanley right yeah so he had to do so I think he went right I'm going to be stripped down yeah it's a free piece
0: But I love the song, Heavy Soul.
1: It's got the rhythm of Neil Young as well, I think. Raw, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I think it said about the lyrics. Yeah, I think he's one of the best lyricists. I don't know who you can say better than him. Maybe Ray Davis. But over the breadth of stuff he's done.
0: I think, yeah, Yeah, the thing about Weller is that he's written about everything. He's written about women and love and being dumped, but also politics, friends. Yeah yeah uh, the
1: mundane the mundane yeah, like yeah, we said about day jobs Saturday's kids and yeah
0: the heavy soul was when I got into him for Stanley Road and they used yeah. to deliver postcards to your house I don't know if you yeah, remember that yeah. they did it with Oasis and that and they delivered the well, thing that's and why, that was the first you time know, you saw the album cover and it was like
1: it just said heavy great soul in that cover. wood background after Stanley Road maybe it's his best album cover
0: yeah it's cool it's like pop art yeah
1: and uh that's why it didn't get to number one because he's giving out postcards.
0: Right.
1: So it yeah. Radiohead, wasn't it?
0: It was the yeah. end of Britpop. All right, Steve. What's your four?
2: Yeah. So my my number four, I've gone for All Mod comps.
0: Nice. So we've covered that. Twenty Two Dreams. So we've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Three.
1: Sound effects. It's not a dud on it. It's it's brilliant.
0: If you're still listening, Paul Weller's just text me again. He's in a cab in Swiss Cottage, and I'll be here in 10 minutes. And first, we're going to do our number three from Steve. Yeah, number
2: three. So I've gone number three. I've gone Stanley Road. Yes.
1: Number three.
0: All right. Number three. Tell us why.
2: Uh, well, I, I feel like I've got to tell you why it's only number three. But um, yeah, yeah it, it's this is the Weller album that got me into Paul Weller, basically. Mm. So I, I'm 15 years old. I'm I'm a Britpop kid by now, and this album comes out. John knows this, but my parents were young, were quite young now, They're 20 years old now. So, my dad used to ask for albums for Christmas and birthday presents mm. that were like the artists that I was getting into. He asked for this as like a Christmas present. He asked for like the Ocean Color Scene albums as like Christmas presents. And that, that's how I sort of listened to them. Mm. But originally, you thought, well, if my dad likes them, I shouldn't like them. And I think this was one of those. But I listened to it. It was just the right timing. And again, Can you really argue with the track list? I mean, The Changing Man in particular, it's like, that's his, that that is his song, you know? If he was going to be buried tomorrow, you could argue on his tombstone it's going to say The Changing Man. My
0: dad introduced me to Weller as well and it was with this album. He had it on a tape in the car. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's interesting because I like all the music my dad liked really to be honest.
1: I've got all this music, all this music off my brother. Yeah, Yeah. We had, Stanley Road poster. In our but be- we shared a bedroom. Yeah. And we had floor-to-ceiling higher poster of the Stanley Road cover. Next to that, we had the uh, Supergrass one. I should Coco. I oh, should Coco. Fucking great. Album. What an album that is. they yeah. This, this yeah. The, be- the best. The best Brit pop band. Supergrass. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's one of the best. Never released a Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Uh yeah. Stanley Road Summer. Summer '95. I left primary school,
2: mm.
1: and I was into it. I remember going around my nan. She had Sky, so she had even MTV. your nan was into it. No, she had she had Sky and she a big house in Essex, loads of fields rolling out the back, and it was boiling up. And the videos on MTV were always Broken Stones. You do something to me. Mm. The whole album's nearly perfect, I think.
0: It is an amazing album.
1: I've got to say, it's got a few of my favourite ever Weller songs on there. So you.
2: What's your number three, Stevie Boy?
1: Paul Weller
0: by Paul yes. Weller. So we've covered it a bit, but have got it here, number three. It's always going to be in my top five, but today I swapped it with Wildwood. Wildwood was three, and uh, now this is three. So um, Right. we've discussed it, though, haven't we? Yeah. If you're still listening, Paul Weller's in the cab now. He's in Finchley Road. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> what he are we on not- uh, yeah, he's a fucking... He's a great musician, but he's a wanker. He's got his mask on again, on didn't he?
1: Two. Wildwood.
0: Well, hold on. Wildwood's my number two as well. Well,
1: it was well, Robert, a lot you, work, you got the me? same number one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> me and John have got the same... Yeah. I was debating whether to put this number one or number two. Yeah. Like, there's very interchangeable between the two. So,
0: Steve, what's your
1: number two?
2: Uh, number two. So, I've got sound effects for number two. Yeah, it's up there. I think, we obviously, we talked about this a little bit further back. When I was trying to do this topic, it wasn't all about me, me, me. It was about if he were to die tomorrow, what would, what would you talk about? If you're talking
0: about the jam, it'd be sound effects to me. We had to say number two, John, so we're both on number one. One. Right, drum roll, John, you're number one.
1: It's Stanley Road. A boring choice, but it's a choice from the heart.
0: Yeah, I mean... Where would you start?
1: Is it a boring choice? Every song no, it's is a not. I mean...
2: What was weird, I think I, I put it at number three purely because it was... Too in obvious. many ways, you always, I don't know, you always think, like, the first album that I knew of this guy mm. it can't be the best album, surely. But when I listened to it again yesterday, I was like, although it reminds me of the time when I got into him, it's still not...
1: To me, it's his best album. I don't know if it's his best, it's my favorite album of his, though. Yeah.
0: If he, if he <laughs> went out and did this gig, though, start to finish, played Stanley Road Live, no one would argue with it, would they? Even Jam nah, fans. Uh, no. Nah. He could do like four hits after and he'd get away with that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Do, do Tackle Balance at the end. Wings of Speed is amazing. We went to see him do, him and Craddock in about 2007 were doing an acoustic tour we saw at the Astoria mm. from what little I can remember of it, it was brilliant <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's old London now isn't it, the Astoria yeah. and Metro and all that shit like when I was there a few months ago they're building a new like Canary Wharf there after really? the virus oh. there'll be a McDonald's and the Primark what? and we won't even know oh. where we are
1: thank, thank God for that I threw that a pair of dad, trainers on top that, of the Dominion okay. Theatre
0: about 10 no, about 15 years ago and they might still be there because Dominion <laughs> Theatre is still there. But they're just too small and I realised at 2am or whatever I just threw them on top of the Dominion Theatre.
1: <laughs> so,
0: um, yeah, I'm a true Londoner.
1: <laughs> no, I do, I do miss that sort of going out in the West End. They start then, selling the hot well,
0: dogs at 2am. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then yeah. About, about 4 o'clock in the morning you think, how the fuck are we getting home? Yeah. D- used to jump in an unlicensed taxi. And go yeah, we'll give you a fiver. Take us back to Essex, but <laughs> otherwise we'll beat you up. And then
0: go yeah, to work in the
1: morning. I remember after that uh, weather gig, it was a Sunday night, and I was working in Westminster at the time. A couple of us used to just go. Oh, I can't get home. We'll just pay for a hotel room. I've never no, done that. No, we we used to go to the Ibis in Whitechapel.
0: <laughs> Ibis is proper. Every,
1: but, yeah. So I made British. a
0: polystyrene.
1: No, but you think the price of the cab was about thirty yeah. quid. No, it makes sense. And then you go, right, there's six of us. Right, just give me the money, I'll go put the room. Just
0: keep your pants on. Text you
1: text you the number, and then everyone will come up from the off licence. <laughs> Walking through the lobby of the hotel. It's you a need a time. test now oh. to even go in the drive-through Ibis yeah. or whatever. It's there all the time.
0: <laughs> Great idea. Right, so That's we're bad. both standing road, John. I think we covered it. We got to Ibis, so we must have covered it. Yeah. So, Steve, drumroll, what's the number one Paul Weller song ever? Including Jam and Star Council. And the, the Pogues. I <laughs>
1: uh,
2: number
0: one is
1: 22 Dreams. Wow!
0: That's good. As, as so, Steve, backed, if, we were, it, if we were in a pub in Romford or whatever and you had to go into a bunch of 55-year-olds and tell them, right, my number what, one album...
1: fans. Yeah, oh, I'd love that. My
0: number yeah. one album is 22 Dreams. What would you say, like, in your defence as a lawyer or something?
2: I would say this is Paul Weller saying and doing exactly what he intended to at 18 years old. Yeah. But as a Yeah, good point. Mm. listen to it deeper he's moved on you haven't because even when he was singing in the late 70s this was a guy that was that was singing and talking about a different England a new England and Mm. he didn't mean the England that you're talking about cutting ties off and burning down bridges he was talking about an England that that was part of Europe and he was a mod, so a, a mod was. Yeah, cosmopolitan. We, we, we actually looked over the water, and we, we were. When I sort of tapped into that mod subculture myself, it was about not being English. Mod revival to me is bollocks because there was no revival of any mod.
1: What yeah, that was was it punk. Was shit.
2: That was punk wearing a Fred Perry shirt. Like I, I didn't get it. There was no mod. You know, If you read the book, absolute beginners that's that's that is the book that is the mod book it's jazz. It, it's dressing well it's doing everything that your parents during the war era didn't do mm. you wanted to look good smell good taste good sound good everything that was your way of life and that was always Weller's way of life always better himself mm. that is the mod way and if you don't follow that well, you're
0: stuck in the late 70s,
2: aren't you? And everyone knows all that is.
1: That's Blackouts and, and, uh, and
0: Margaret Thatcher. Mm. So. Right, so John, me and you are Sandy Road. Steve is 22 Dreams. No arguments for me on any of this.
1: No, no. Two.
0: Mine was Wildwood, so was yours. What was your two, Steve? My two was sound effects.
1: Nice. What about jam singles or style council singles that aren't on albums? It's loads, isn't it? If, you, if we were doing
2: Paul, like Paul Weller songs, that would have been a lot.
1: Tricky. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But
2: there would, have, I think, there would have featured a few more Star Council yeah. jam yeah.
1: songs. Yeah. there. Style Council singles, I love. Obviously, uh, "Speak Like a Child" was, I thought, brilliant. Solid Bond. Yeah. Uh, Walls come tumbling down. Uh, Shout to the top. Long hot That's summer. Great. Right. So thanks to
0: Steve, and thanks to John. Check us out on uh, what's it called? Twit Flake or whatever it is. What's the one we have to wiggle your ass? Twit Cunt. can check us out on Twit cunt. <laughs> Thanks to Paul Weller and Paul Young and Pete Weller. He Cheers.
1: I thought Paul was supposed to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's still in the cab. He's... I'm gonna meet him later. Bloody Uber.
2: Quick.
1: out my head I'm gonna get myself straight I know it's never too late to make a brand new start I'm gonna kick down the door I'm gonna get myself in I'm gonna fix up the earth and not fall back again
2: I'm gonna clear up my earth
1: and build a heaven on the ground not something distant and unfound but something